Welcome to Pocket Watch Podcast. I'm Zach. Cruz. Jake. And we're fucking Pocket Watch Podcast. Yes, sir. Laugh at us or learn with us. We're here to grow. And That's growing it. we're fucking doing, man. Welcome to Pocket Watch Podcast. It's your boys. That's right. We got another week for y'all. Uh, fucking, we got the barbers on deck. We got the ex-barber on deck. We got the entrepreneurs on deck. We got everybody. Yo, we got Tone here. Shout out. Give him an applause, bro. <laughs> okay, everybody chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. We got Tone here. We got Santi here. If y'all ain't yeah. seen, if you're not OG, that's my boy. Uh, we got my barber. Zach's ex barber. We'll get into Damn, that. Damn, bro, you yeah, gonna drop it like it's that? Fucked up, bro. He's in my. Listen, listen, nah, listen. It ain't bro. like that. Yeah, He's my favorite my barber. Nah, we huh? gonna get fire, into you it. Fire my boy. I didn't fire him. He, listen, I ain't fire him. Nah. He just lives so far from me, nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. We gonna uh, get into it, bro. For me, get a cut. It's a, it's, for me to get a cut, it's a five hour. Wait, wait, medication. wait, wait. Before, okay. before y'all, y'all see the content coming through. Make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe. Tell your moms. Tell your sister. Tell Santi's mom. Oh, I'm just fucking with you. Nah, I'm no. playing, I'm playing, Wait, I'm playing. Why are you coming nah, up the animal? No, nah, but make sure you comment, <laughs> like, subscribe, all that shit. Uh, follow Tone. It's Tone underscore cuts. Yes, sir. C-U-T-Z. Wait, you, you'll see yeah. it on the right side of the screen in the description below, like yes, always, sir. guys. And we're going to put Santi's shit in there, too, just in yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. His stuff is on every single video. This man did our intro when you see our intro stuff. This man's done the logo in the back. This man's done all of our logo stuff. So his name's on the bottom of every single video we've ever posted. Graphics by Thiago. Tap in with that man. If you need oh, some graphic stuff, only, he's fire. Yeah, man. He's fire, bro. Trust me. His shit is... That is a fact. Yo, your shit's on every fucking... Nah, real episode. quick, though. Real quick. Zach. Yes, sir. Where are your shades at? Oh, I don't got no shades. <laughs> 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 nah, it's all good, bro. I'm the outlier today. I'm the uncool guy right now. <laughs> Look, it's all it's all about contrast, bro. It's all about contrast, this, this man. This the invisible shit. You feel invisible? <laughs> <laughs> feel invisible. I need it. <laughs> yeah, man. But we got fire episode. Thank you guys for tuning in every week. We love y'all, man. Uh, tone in the house, bro. What's yeah. up, man? Thank you for having me, guys. Yo, thank, thank you for coming through, bro. We are super excited to have you, man. Yes, uh, sir. This is like this episode is. Very much uh, entrepreneur spotlight is very much a uh, uh, inspiration episode. Is very much uh, how to go get it. How, we're gonna look at the blueprint. This podcast is very much about growth. This podcast is about trying to figure out you know the blueprint of a lot of people's shit. Right? Like we'll have TikTokers, we'll have X Y Z on, and I feel like no matter what, all we get into is what's the origin, what's the blueprint, what's the inception of this man. Yes, sir. And uh, you're doing good shit, bro. So, uh, bar- and to summarize before we get into it, Barber. Uh, retired. He <laughs> retired at what age? Uh, I retired at 32. He retired yeah. at 32, man. And and what's funny, too, is like retired but still doing other shit, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, like, retired Barber. My boy uh, don't stop. You don't- I don't stop. I mean, I, I've been at a stance. I'm not going to lie. I've been chilling for almost two years now. I kind of I had to tell myself it's been a long time. It's been a long time coming, grinding my entire life, constantly chasing and 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 try, trying to create and create new opportunities for myself and other people. So when I when I finally retired, I t- probably took like eight months after I retired 
put in a little more work and I was like, yo, I got to learn how to be content. Yeah. And enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And enjoy life Ooh. and enjoy myself and work on myself. So um, from that point to now, that's been my main focus. And right now I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to wind back up. I'm trying to get back into the uh, really getting my hands dirty. That's that's yeah. fucking interesting, bro. Because uh, people like me, like, you know, I always think about, like, I'll never be somebody like you because of my the balance that I need. Right? right like, right. when you talk about, like, I need I need this, this home balance or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like... For me, that's an excuse for why I can never be somebody like you, right? Like, like own a business, sell a business, do this, do that, and it's because it's like, yeah, that's too much work. Like, I need to, I need to be able to clock out and come home, and 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 be able to do all this shit. So, that is dope to hear because you don't really hear that from people like you. I mean, to get to get to a level like he's in, you always got to think about the things you got to sacrifice. Yeah, so that's pretty much what you're saying. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had to sacrifice. Majority of my my youth, mm-hmm. majority of my youth. I've been I've been grinding in the barbershop. I started working in the barbershop when I was sixteen, and I never looked back. It, it even went as far as you know. I I played football ma- majority of my life, and once I started really grinding, and I found I solidified my niche, and I and I I, I understood what my purpose was. I fell back from even from football and and the sports, and and I just focused on that. So tell me what to. what position did you play, bro? I, I was an offensive lineman. I was a center, and, hey. I, and I played uh, nose tackle defense. I was, always, was, a, I was always a bigger guy, a strong bigger guy. You know what Fucking I mean? dog. Yeah, I was a dog. Fucking for sure. dog. For sure. All right, so let, let's talk about it, bro. Because that's that's pretty fucking dope. Because uh, a those that are athletes, right? Because because you're talking about you've been grinding since you was young. Yes. So. Yeah. Those that are athletes, it's like, yo, like, I'm going to go to, I, like, I don't got nothing else. I'm going to go play college football. I'm going to go this, right? Because so. you've seen it when you were on the team and shit like that. Like, everybody's so. like, nothing matters. I'm going to go play college football, this and that. So, like, what, you've been cutting hair since 16? So, you I, were, I, like, I, sophomore? I started, I started cutting hair when I was 12. God mm. damn. So crazy. I started cutting hair when I was 13. I was about to say, just like Diago, yeah, bro. You know what's crazy? 13 years old cutting their hair. Yeah. Is that crazy? They were yeah. one of my first ones right here. Yep. I got my boys out there too that you know that they were my test dummies. <laughs> Hopefully they listen to this. Shout oh, out to what? y'all. Shout Thank out. Thank you for helping me, you know, putting me in the position I am today. Yo, for you guys, yo, no, but, it should be possible. But for real, shout out to my boys because I used to fuck them up. up. <laughs> yeah. We needed, we needed those. We needed he learned guys. how to cut crazy. on us. They we learned. Need you guys. We need you guys. <laughs> they kept and coming you guys, back. We'll never, for, we'll never forget you guys. So we, we, you guys got, you know, shit like this going on. I love Guys it. Guys like me and Tiago, we here. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's why. That's why. Whenever they need anything from me, I'm there. But behind every barber is the test dummy. The test dummy. Bro, like, like everybody. Yo, like. Huge part of our success. I always course, talk bro. about. Uh, I'm thankful for these two. Even so, like, what? where did you start cutting hair? Because the way we did, uh, Santi was wearing nothing but drawers. Putting his balls on my shoulders <laughs> in the garage and shit, right? Like right, we were right, sweating, right. getting mohawks and shit like that. I, so the, the fohawks. I started at my at my mom's crib and um, I started at my mother's crib in my room. I started cutting my boys. I started cutting myself. So my brother actually was the inspiration. My older brother, shout out to my brother. He actually runs one of my shops back home now in Jersey. Um, he's a barber as well. 
But he was my inspiration as a kid. He used to cut his own hair. He would give me little shape ups. And I was I was always fascinated and intrigued by hairlines, mm-hmm. shape up fades, and I would always look at people's fades and haircuts, and I would always be like, "Yo, where'd you get your haircut at? Yo, this is a little crooked." So I always, <laughs> it was something I was always you know fascinated by, and my brother was the same. I don't, it was in our blood. When my my great uncle was a barber, and my grandfather was a barber briefly. He was a painter and a barber, so um, it was it's in our bloodline. Um, but my brother started cutting hair, and he would he would cut it. He would really just cut his own hair, then cut my hair. Then eventually, my brother got my brother was incarcerated. He got incarcerated for six years. Mm. And w- when I was thirteen, you had to take over. How old? How old was he to you? Like yeah, my brother's five years older. Than me. Okay, like, so that yeah. hurt. Yeah. Oh, that hurt me. That's literally time. like yeah. That, that was like my. That was honestly the only. That was like the only male figure I had in my life. Like. Somebody, a, 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 another male I can look up to. Yeah, um, yeah. My brother, he got he got incarcerated, and I and I kind of just I took over the Clippers after that, and it was over. Really? No, no, no. So talk. So how? So he was cutting hair like how, he, he would just he would just cut his, his own hair. Really, he didn't really he didn't tap in the way I did. He would just cut his own hair, cut my hair. He was real into like his looks and. You know, showed the you the ropes and a little bit. Nice and yeah, his hair, and I was always inspired by that as a kid. So when he got incarcerated, I really kicked up. That's when I was like, I used to pay people to let me cut their hair. I would give mm. people things. Like That's my cousins. I would give them fucking do rags. I would give them like bikes that I stole. Like yo, mm-hmm. let me cut yeah. your hair. I, I, I have a, co- I had a collection of four bikes in the backyard. Like yeah, let me cut your hair. I give you this bike. I just wanted to cut hair. I just wanted to cut hair. I feel like I feel like you and I like we have that same type of 100%. experience to where like we didn't start doing it because of the money. Hundred percent. We didn't start doing it because of the yeah. money. We started doing it because we enjoyed doing that. Oh you my god, I, mean? I loved it. That's how I felt. I felt like I just Bro, wanted I was, to get better. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Bro, I would I I loved cutting hair. Bro. I used to sleep with my clippers. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Yo, I was the same way. Yo, bro. I swear to God, I'm not lying. I Yo, would keep you know, them clean. I would keep, and I would literally, literally roll them up and put them next to me in the bed when I went to sleep at night and go to sleep. You, I was on my on my door to cross my heart. Mm. That's how passionate I was about this shit. Um, Yo, there's something about like, like from somebody that doesn't do it right. Uh, the only things I feel like I can control in my life. Is my cut and like shaving my shit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, when I feel like life is out of control, I'll shave my shit. I'll hit up Santi. I'll get a fresh cut. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yo, I, I, and when you're done, yo, you feel like a new I'm, man. I want to add something to that though. Because y'all got that at your hands. You know? I want to add something to that though because getting a cut by Thiago is not just a cut, bro. Oh, no. Nah, bro. It's a it's a therapeutic session, bro. It's, an experience. it's a whole experience. It's an experience. You, how, how, so. You 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 cut hair. One thing is a fresh cut. Mm-hmm. One thing is not fucking up a lineup. One thing 100%. is making sure you got a great fade. You know all those things. Uh, what about because like when you talk to barbers and shit, they talk about like part of the business is making sure like you talk to the person. Like even salon, like women at a salon or something. It's like yeah, they're here to talk about something or or whatever. They want a friend or whatever. You, when you're a barber, that's what I used to always tell. Uh, I've owned barbershops, most of barbershops, and I always had younger barbers coming up under me. And But one thing I will always train my younger barbers coming up 
and I would try to break it down to them so they understand. You have to, as a barber, you have to master the art of small talk. Mm. That's where it all starts. Small talk. Example of small talk. How you how you feeling today? Mm-hmm. Uh, what you got going on this weekend? How's the family? All that shit takes. That takes the conversation every where Facts. where the, like, the person like, in your chair wants it to go. Facts. I feel like a real barber doesn't just focus on the craft and focus. They focus on like making relationships. That's what makes a barber grow in the industry 100%. And, and and become very successful. You know what I mean? And we talk about it in the barbershop all the time. You can't just worry about that line being straight because the next barber, yeah, he's not cutting as good as you. He's might he might be you know like close to as good as you, but. He knows how to build that relationship to where the person feels comfortable yeah. to come to every week and, you know, sit there for an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, however long the barber takes and just be themselves. You know what I mean? It's and true. connect and have that relationship. That that goes a lot farther as a barber than somebody that's just nice. That's no, it's facts. And, bro, honestly, like, you helped me. You helped me in, like, a... A moment in my life, man, where I was struggling, bro, just because of like just me going to get a cut, I remember. me talking with you, bro. I was having, I was having anxiety issues, bro. I never experienced anxiety in my life, bro. And that shit came out of nowhere. It was hit me to the point where like I couldn't work, I couldn't do nothing. I was going to Diago, I'm like, yo, there's something going on with me, bro. I don't know what's going on. He's like, bro, you got anxiety, bro. And I'm like, like nah, bro, it ain't anxiety, bro. It's not anxiety. He goes, listen, bro, you got anxiety, man. And I was like, what? There's no way, bro. It's like. My blood pressure is getting affected. And he's like, bro, it's all in your head, bro. I went home. I looked up anxiety. I was like, bro, I got fucking anxiety. And it, wow. we just talked about it, bro. And he helped me a lot, bro, with that shit. And he helped me get over that shit, too, bro. Yeah. But- yeah well, something that I'm very, very grateful with, you know, like with my, with, you know, my story and my experiences throughout my life. You know, obviously, I've been through a lot. And I feel like when you go through certain situations, I feel like it's for a reason, you know? Yeah. And one of the first main reasons is to help others. Because we came into this world to to, to serve, honestly, as one of the, mm-hmm. one of the, mm-hmm. one of the first things, one of the one, one of the main things is to help others. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So if you could, if if I'm standing there in front of somebody that I see that is going through something similar that I've gone through, you know what I mean? That I could just say two, three words. You know what I mean? Not just one time, but weekly because they come to me every week. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I could check up on them and and ask them the same thing. A lot a lot of people can't do that because they don't they don't see that person frequently like us barbers would do you know like yeah. unconsciously we become these people um uh therapists you yeah. know because mm-hmm. they come every week you could be so it's like you're that one person exactly you could be you could you choose to but it's, you know it's that one person us as a barber that every week they come back to and it's like i remember you told me this last week let me ask you and bro it could even be like family don't even ask close friends they don't even ask because everybody's living their own life but because of the type of business that we're in it's like sit back in my chair boom i remember you told me that you felt some type of way last week i want to see you better Do y'all, yeah when you know you, know what I mean? when y'all 100%. and you used to cut hair right so but when y'all cutting hair do y'all feel like a the person that don't want to talk b the person that has is like yearning for like, hundred percent. How how's it going? Like just 100%. like a simple fucking conversation. We have, we have, there's different. There's, oh my god, there's so many different type of personalities, different people that sit in your chair. Mm-hmm. I love the people that I don't want to talk. Those Me are the people. Yo, those are the people that want you. <laughs> those are the people that want you to ca- cut their hair the fastest. Yeah, bro, just cut my hair, shut the fuck up, and get me out of here. Yeah, okay. No like problem. I'm here for this town. Exactly. That's then it. you have the people that are, 
you have to, where the art of the small talk has to kick in because mm-hmm. they're looking for a conversation. You feel it. You have to make them feel like you care. You have to make them feel like you're not just cutting the air just to get their money. See, it all depends, though. I, f- I follow what you're saying, but mm-hmm. it all depends on, you know, the relationship you have with the, yeah. with the person that you're with. See, like, these two, they, didn't, they weren't just my clients. Like, I've, I've seen them grow. They were my little brother's best friends. So it depends. And not only that, but, like, you know, a lot of times, even you people, bro, like, even the people that, that don't want to talk, like, I challenge myself to try to talk to them because I do understand, like, like, it's just part of the business. But I do have that heart to where I feel like, hey, maybe I can get them to talk and, and him and I can have a different relationship that he doesn't do with other people because he doesn't open up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a fact, man. So, all right. You start cutting, bro, because you got a fucking story. I want to get into it, man. I do, I do. So, like, what? So, you start, you start, your brother got incarcerated. You said, all right, bet. I'm going to start. That, like, flipped the switch for you? That flipped the switch for me. Um, I just wanted to cut her. I wanted to cut her. I wanted to. That was just my passion at the moment. And you started you started cutting, like, started, what, at, like, a barbershop? No, nah, I started cutting at my house. So I started cutting my house <laughs> in my room. Um, I would cut my cousins, my one of my neighbors. And next thing you know, we'd go to school. My cousins, my neighbors would go to school and then tell everybody, like, People would ask him, yo, who cut your hair? And they would be like, yo, Tone cut my hair. Like, go let him cut hair. And next thing you know, I got five, ten people hitting me up, asking me for not hitting me up, because back then we didn't really have phones, but coming to me in right. school, lunchtime, like, yo, can you cut my hair after school? How much you charge? I was charging a dollar for a haircut. God damn. I was charging a dollar. Then I raised my price to two dollars. Hey, Tiago started at five. It was free, then it went to five. <laughs> yeah, it was free, then a dollar. <laughs> I started, yeah, I started charging a dollar for a haircut, then two dollars. They were bitching and complaining about two dollars. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> How old were they though? We were shit. These eighth days, grade, ninth grade. Yeah, so two dollars, man. Yeah. It could be tough depending on what family. But they you come didn't from. have yeah, no 100%. beard, bro. They Majority of my beard. people that I surrounded myself with, they didn't come from wealthy families. Yeah. So, you know, two dollars wasn't. It, it was big. <laughs> yeah. And I would just be like, "Yo, it's only two dollars, bro. Like, figure it out." Yeah. If not, I'm not cutting hair. Like, I'm not cutting hair for free no more, bro. Like, I'm past that. Um, yeah, I've charged $2 now. It's yeah, not free I, no more. <laughs> I did all the free haircuts on my cousins and my neighbors. Like, I, you know, I got, I got my skills up. It's yeah, time, yeah. Time, to, time to level up. Yesterday's price um, is not today's Yesterday's price, price is not today's <laughs> price. Yes, sir. So, um, going, eventually. Go, going uh, from $2 haircuts to what now? Mm. I, when I retired, my haircuts were hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, now that you're retired, what does it take to get a cut from Tone? Five hundred. Or I gotta just love you. Yeah. Or I gotta I'm not charge you nothing. So that means you love me because you be cutting my hair. He's been, he's been cutting my hair every week for the last three weeks. That's, yeah. why, that's why that shit clean. Ah. Keeping him shy. Bored as fuck. I'll be bored too. So. I look for people that I love to cut when I'm, you know, when I'm bored. I'll be, I'll be wanting to cut. Yo, yo, Not- this nigga literally be like, yo, yo, what you doing? I want to cut your hair. I, I, I was gonna say just he because comes, he comes to the shop and he cuts me in my station. That's oh, that's dope. That's, that's cool dope. as fuck. I was gonna say because like yo, going from doing it. Every let day. me tell you, my man got the skills, bro. Yeah, you should. Look every, good, everybody in the barbershop looks look, looks at him like there's a reason why he's where he's at. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like there's level, there's really levels to the barber game. And with that said, like Santi's barbershop, shout out to Bearded Dragon. That is 
a dope fucking barbershop. Talent, like, like, too. Yeah, I love that yeah, shop. Like, I don't, like, if I, back in the day, I used to worry if my barber's not there, right? Like, Santi used to work at different barbershops, and I used to be worried about <laughs> Bro. pulling up, and he's not there, and I'm like, fuck, I need a cut or whatever. And it's like, I don't know if I could trust any of these motherfuckers here or whatever the case is, but at Bearded Dragon, man, them motherfuckers is talented. So that says something for, for Tone to pull up. And for them to feel that way, man, that's super fucking dope. Yeah, it feels bro. good. There's a lot of there's a lot of they, those guys. It's a great group, group of guys over there. So it's just a lot of love, respect. You can tell it's mutual respect. I respect them. You know, they're his family. They're, they're his family is my family. Hell yeah! I bro. go in there, I feel welcome. Like you know, I feel like I'm a part of the shop. But I want to get into, like, all right. Uh, so like even Santi, right? A lot, a lot. You know. Started up the same way, very similar, right? Um, never started his own barbershop. What made you want to start your own barbershop? Um, I've always, I've always dreamt of having my own barbershop. I always thought about it, like going out on my own barbershop. So, um, my first business, my first, I've always been an entrepreneur. I rented chairs, and you know, I always, I never really had a boss. So I had owners of the shop. Mm-hmm. The owner of the shop that I worked at, he wasn't a barber. You know, he just. He owned a mattress store next door, and he had a barbershop connected. Um, it was a Jamaican guy. Um, he's a real cool guy. But, uh, you know, we were kind of on our own. So mm-hmm. I was I started working at the shop when I was 16. So I was on my own 16. I would cut school and go to the barbershop. Yeah, it was. I was just, I always, you know, worked at my, my own pace. You know, I created my own schedule always. So I never really knew what it felt like to have a boss. So I knew I was going to be. That's what's good about barbers, that we're pretty much self-employed. You know God, exactly. damn. Exactly. Um, so, I started my own trucking company at the age of 21. Okay. I had, I had 26-foot box trucks. So, I had two 26-foot box trucks. Um, I had contracts with Amazon, when Amazon first became a thing. The DSP, whatever it's called? Or um, before that? It was way before that. Oh, I had shit, contracts okay. with them. So, they were subcontracted to a company called LaserShip, and the laser LaserShip Gave me a contract. So Leadership got a huge contract with, with Amazon, and they had to find subcontractors to deliver bulk mail for Amazon. Uh-huh. So that was before Amazon had their own delivery trucks and everything. We would have to take pallets to USPS, drop them off, and USPS used to deliver your Amazon packages. Uh-huh. So I was a part of that. Um, I had two trucks doing that. That was my first business venture at 21 years old. I was the youngest guy in the warehouse. I was, I got a lot of respect them from that. Um, but prior to that, I had a buddy of mine. He 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 owned a shop in the city where I was cutting at, um, Camden, New Jersey. And uh, his his kid's mother, him and his kid's mother split up, and his kid's mother moved to Georgia. So me being the businessman I always was. A light bulb went off, so I kind of I planted a seed. I was just like, his name was Jose. I said, Yo, Jose, yo, um, listen, if you ever thinking of selling the shop, you know, I'm in, I'll be interested in buying it. Me knowing, you know, I wasn't a father yet. I became a father at the age of 22. Um, I was 21 at the time, but I know like it's not it's so much time before he's he's not gonna be able to take it anymore. His kids moved all the way to Georgia with their mother. Yep. He owns a shop here, yep. so I kind of I planted the seed. So fast forward, you saw uh, that you saw the potential. I saw there. it. I saw so it. So like, fast forward a year later, Jose gave me a call. I saw my phone ringing. 
from Jose a year later. When I saw his number come up, I knew why he was calling me. Because I planted that seed a year prior. I picked up the phone. He was like, hey, Tom's going. Yo, what's up, man? He was like, yo, man. He's like, remember what you told me about a year ago? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, what's going on? He was like, yeah, I'm ready, man. He was like, I'm ready to go. He was like, I want to sell the shop. And when he was like, I can't, I can't be without my kids anymore. I got to go to Georgia. I got to move to Georgia. So I said, all right, man. I just stood calm. I was really excited. I stood calm. I was always really mature for my age, man. I had to grow up fast. So I stood calm. I was like, all right, man, let's, let's set something up. Let's go have something to eat. We'll talk about it. We'll, you know, we'll set something up. Hopefully, hopefully we can work something out. So long story short, I met up with Jose. We set something up. I, I bought his barbershop from him for $10,000. Mm. Cheap as hell. 10000 bucks. Mm-hmm. $10,000 cash. Um, what year is this? This was 2012. Uh-huh. 2013. 2012. Okay. 2012. 2011, 2012. Um, I was like 22 at the time. So that was my first shop. Um, so I had a barbershop. I had my truck company. Um, I, had a, I had a lot going on at the time. My man, at 21, 22. 22, 22 yeah. Getting it going. going. I was doing great, man. Back then I was making like three thousand, three to $4,000 a week. Back then, that was crazy. Like, a thousand dollars a week was crazy. But at twenty two, I was making three to four thousand dollars a week between the barbershop and and the trucking company. Um, and I was with my daughter's mother at the, at the time. Uh, everything went south with my daughter's mother. Everything started. That was like literally all that happened right when everything started to go south with my daughter's mother. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a long story. She cheated on me and just a bunch of bullshit. So I had to kind of, I had to part ways. It was, it was a rough time for me. Stupid. So in that, at that <laughs> oh yeah, she, she's still kicking herself in the ass. Yeah, so bro. Trust me. Let me know. I'm just I know playing. for a fact. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the baby mom. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to her fucking up. <laughs> um, so it came to a point where I had I had so much going on. I was spread. I was spreading myself so thin. Mentally, physically, where I had to choose one. I was like, listen, it's either going to be the barbershop or the trucks. And I chose my first love. My first love was mm. the barbershops. So eventually I sold one of my trucks and I turned in my lease for another. I had one lease and I had one I bought cash. I sold my one truck and I turned the other one in. And I just focused, tunneled in on the barbershop right. 100%. And I blew up. Literally, I took it to the fucking next level. Like, All right. So, what year is this again? This you said, is two thousand. This is probably about two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. So does uh. All right. Booksy don't exist, right? Nah. Right. So 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 you like texting appointments? I was, I was in the beginning of I was I was standing outside with a sign. Yeah, I was I was in the beginning in the era before all of that when it, when it first started transitioning from social media into all the fancy shit. Yeah. I was still doing phone call, book, writing down the appointments in the books. So a lot of barbers weren't even doing appointments. They were doing walk-ins. I was one of the first barbers in my area just doing appointments, accepting appointments, writing them down in the book. Um, um, so I, I really just, I, t- I was like, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going hard. This is what I'm going to do. Um, so eventually I started to get on social media. I started to get on social media. I would post, I would Posting pictures of my haircuts. I started. I created a YouTube channel. I did a couple, a couple YouTube videos, haircuts. I did. They're still on there. Over a hundred thousand, 
100,000 views. Dope. Hell my YouTube, yeah. My YouTube just started blowing up. I stopped. I only did like three videos. I stopped, but they blew up. That brought me a lot of traffic. Social media. Um, I eventually, I started following a guy named Pacino's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Pacino's. Eric Pacino's. Pacino's. He was a huge inspiration to me when it came, as far as the he's bar. From, he's from here, too, Miami, right? Yeah, he's from West Palm. But um, why was he inspiration? Who was he, he was just a barber. He was a barber, everyday barber, but he was... he was Marketing. He, took, he, he was, was marketing. He took shit to the next level. His marketing was... He was an entrepreneur. Level. He took marketing shit to the next level. Just, just... He he just literally... He... Uh, how do I say it? He, he created his own brand he where... Created, Right. He started getting known by it, not just, you know what I'm saying, exactly. by people, but by barbers. He created his own brand. He he literally created content with everything he did. Mm-hmm. It was so powerful that he's in West Palm and you out in Jersey. And I'm you, out in Jersey and, and you I was know inspired. him by I was out in Jersey and I was inspired. Um, that, 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 take, that I takes took that movement. shit to the next level. Next thing you know, I bought a, a professional camera. I was one of the first barbers in, in the barber industry to purchase a professional camera. So I started putting out, um, I had a buddy of mine, he was a photographer. And I told him, I was like, yo, I want to fucking, I want to start doing like magazine photos to post on Instagram. People were using like their shitty phones Mm -hmm. to post pictures, Mm -hmm. like shitty quality pictures. I was like, yo, I want magazine quality photos. So he brought his camera in the shop and he would take pictures of my, for like a whole day, he was taking pictures of my haircuts and he was sending them to me and I was posting them on Instagram. And I was like, yo, I want to buy a fucking camera. I want to do this. Like, I want my shit to look like magazine quality. And that shit like, makes a fucking difference. Yo, he understood he was, what he had to do. That's bro. a fucking I knew, difference, I knew what I had to bro. Do. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, well, everybody knows now that they didn't know. I was going to say, you're, yeah. I was doing, I was gonna say you're doing that, that, that 10 years before. That's what I'm saying. You're doing that shit 10 years before. That's regular now. That was not normal back no, then. No, bro. So no. check it out. So I started, I purchased the I purchased the camera. He told me what camera to purchase. And he was a, he was a, a, a photographer coming up in the game. Um, he had a camera, a twenty-four. He had a, a lens, a twenty-four to seventy millimeter lens, that was about twenty-five hundred dollars. He paid for it. Damn. He wanted to level up to the next level. He was like, "Yo, listen." I, he was like, "I'm trying to get this X, Y, and Z lens. I'm willing to get rid of this twenty-four to twenty-four to seventy millimeter lens. Uh, it's for, it was for a Canon T3I. I had a, ten, a Canon T3I. That's the camera I bought. It was like a four hundred dollar camera. Uh huh. But the lens went for that. The lens is the difference. The lens was separate, yep. exactly. He was like, yo, just give me $1,200 for it. I paid 2500 for it. Oh, you gave him full amount for so, it? So I gave him $1,200 for the lens. I bought the camera, gave him $1,200 for the lens. So I had the Canon T3i and the 24 to 70 millimeter lens. The best fucking lens in the market. The greatest lens you can use for haircut photos. Yeah. I started taking pictures regularly on a daily, every day, posting with that so lens. Cool. My Instagram blew the fuck up. I started creating, I started doing videos of my haircuts. One of the first barbers ever. Yeah. Professional quality videos, professional quality photos. Next thing you know, my Instagram was like, I grew like 5,000 followers in a month. You were starting to get known outside of your Out, area. Outside of my area, in my area. I was averaging 30 to 40 new client inquiries a week. The, crazy, the crazy thing, obviously, I'm a barber. You guys know that. But before him and I met, people around me already knew who he was. Mm. I didn't, though. Yeah, it's that's crazy. The crazy. That's thing. dope. Yeah, bro. So when him, and I, when him and I met, and we obviously, you know, social media, you post everything. Yep. We start hanging out, posting pictures, and people are like, from here, that I know, oh, shit, how you know Tone? 
Yeah. And I'm like, huh? Like, you know this nigga? This nigga's from all the, the other side of the world. How do you know him? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, bro, what social media does. Yeah, But it's because he's been around doing that for such a long for, time. You know yeah, I mean? bro. Arthur Barber. Yeah, but not only not only he was successful when it came down to the way he, you know, uses social media, but that took him to another level to where he started doing events, like kind of like what we're doing with the cars and cuts. He started yeah. doing his own events. I his start, own. Uh, my, my story is crazy. So next thing you know, I started to get so popular. Next thing you know, I was I was the long story short. I started becoming becoming uh, started cutting professional athletes. So I became mm. the Philadelphia Eagles barber. Dope. Yeah. Yo, I, who's I, some of the Philadelphia Eagles you cut? I cut um, Lashawn. I used to cut Lashawn McCoy, um, e. Mark Sanchez, Dope. Nolan Carroll, Yo, um, Jason Peters. You Yo. name it. All them guys. Um, I, I was in the locker room every Thursday. I used to cut hair in the locker room at the facility, the practice facility. You don't Because you wear Jersey, Philly. That's like Philly. legit, legit. You in the Yo. facility, cut. Yo, Yo he, he not cutting. He not cutting no more. But they still call him on Facetime while I'm next to him. Like really. Really, yeah, yeah, really. Like, tell that motherfucker tighten up. No, <laughs> like y'all, ten k. I'll fly you out here. Cut my hair real quick. Like, yeah. Yo, that's crazy, bro. Crazy, man. Yeah, so uh, I started getting really known in the bar within the barber industry and. Within uh, the the professional and, and the hip hop community, so I would cut like a lot of. Uh, I used to cut a lot of uh, promoters, up and coming rappers. When they came to Philadelphia, I had opportunities to cut Jay Balvin, Chris Brown. There's opportunities that I actually missed, unfortunately, because I was busy doing other things. Um, For them, they was yeah. Looking, I was. I met, I met right. Drake. I met Drake being a barber. I didn't. I didn't cut his hair, but I met Drake. You know, from being a known barber in Philadelphia. I was at, uh, you know, Drake's concert. I knew a lot of the professional athletes, a lot of the promoters, and uh, I got to meet Drake. Uh, for, I would, Drake had a haircut when he came to Philadelphia. Long story short, Drake didn't have a haircut. I was cutting his hair. Um, That's dope. It, yeah, it was huge, man. It was huge. I used to travel the country doing educational seminars, motivational speaking, you know, for barbers throughout the country. I was in Orlando a lot. So that's where I, I originally fell in love with Orlando from, through barbering. My story is crazy, huh? bro. That escalated fast, fast bro. Yeah. And I feel like anybody that takes advantage of like that social media market and shit, literally, like you're talking about, like 2010 to 2012, 2013. Yeah. Like it's not just, and it seems like from your story, it's not just about being first. You had the quality with it, so it's like oh. cool. Like as time rolls on, like other people are doing what I'm trying to do, but they ain't committing to it like I did. You know, like right. getting the camera, you know, networking all that. and all Another that thing shit. that set me apart, I was also a trendsetter. So I, I'm actually a really, you know, not to speak highly of myself or to my horn, but I'm a really, Talk shit, I'm a really uh, talented person as far as barbering goes. So I used to create haircut trends that used to go viral. Different stuff. Like, you ever, you ever see the part on the side? Yep, yep. two-tone part where yep. it's shaved on the side and it's real dark? Yep. I created that part. I was the first barber to create that part, and that, it went crazy viral. I post that with my professional camera, the uh, the high tapers with the with the side part right here, yeah, and the curly top. This I is this is how you know. That, this is how you know my man got the skills. God, he cuts his own hair. No, I cut my own shit. You cut your own shit, yo. Bro. Show the camera, bro. I just did it today. Yo, <laughs> that, that shit's hard, bro. Yo, nah, nice, bro. but I seen. I always talk about Santi cutting his own fucking hair, bro. But he yeah. never could do the back. 
That you called him out like that? Definitely, definitely, like you know, like different. Seeing seeing how he how he moves and he seeing how he works, like just his performance overall. He's just a very creative person. His vision always goes above and beyond. You know what I mean? He's somebody that I definitely learned a lot from in very short amount of time. You know? Yeah, Yeah. bro. Like an artist, just artist. Love it, bro. Right for sure. So, um, fast forward. Where I leave off? Nah, okay. You get (laughs) hey. About the barbershop, taking pictures, about the lens, this yeah. and that. Setting trends. Um, setting trends. Setting the camera. I, I was a part of the setting, setting the camera trends. There was a few barbers doing it, but I was I was definitely one of the first five to ten barbers doing it with the, the professional camera. So I was a part of that trend, uh, a lot of the haircut trends. And, and this is also committing. This is after committing, right? Like sold, sold the truck you had, released the lease that you had uh, on the other truck, yeah. right? My this is changed. after all that. Yeah, I was okay. I was able to just, I just, I just tunneled in. My back was against the wall. I had no other option. Yeah, and felling was definitely not one of them. Yeah, so I just, I went full throttle, man, um, and I had a point to prove. You know, I come from a, a poor family, single mom, five kids. I have nobody to support me. Nobody. I had to, I had to grow up fast. I was on my own at a very young age. Um, We, we so I, I would do a, I would do a lot of barber events and a lot of barber events I would I would judge and be a part of were in Orlando, Florida. So that's when that was about 2015, 2014, 2015. I was I used, I was in Orlando, Florida a lot. I fell in love with Orlando, Florida back then. I always said like, damn, I wish I could move here, but I had my daughter home. Um, I, I knew a lot of barbers here. Joel Master Barber, he's one of my great friends here in Orlando. Um, So fast forward, I, I kind of I started doing my own events, and I continued to open up barbershops. Next thing you know, I retired. The plan was to retire at 30. I retired at 32. Uh, slacking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I slacked about two years. Um, but what really, took, what really took me to the next level was the pandemic. Mm. Pandemic when I um I feel like that took that took everybody that to took everybody to not, not everybody not everybody a lot of people though yeah. I was doing my thing within the barbershops I was opening up barbershops when the pandemic had, had happened I had three barbershops um three barbershops um but my focus was just the barbershop it was just the barbershop and that's where I fucked up at and when the pandemic came. All that got taken away from me. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that proved to us that the barbershops weren't pandemic proof. Mm-hmm. I went from making all the money in the world to zero dollars without any help. I didn't get any of the loans, anything. I didn't know about the PP loan, PPP loans, any of that. To this day, I didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. I thought all that stuff was money you had to pay back. So I was never huge into the loans. A lot loans of people were scared to be in that debt. Yeah, exactly. I was like, man, I'm not getting fucked up. I took them PPPs. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I took them I wish shit, I would have. A lot of if people ran with that now, shit. Right, got that I, shit forgiven. If, if I would have known what I know now, I would have took. I right, made sure right, I got right, that right. money. But I, I thought it was money I would have to pay back. I'm yep. like, bro, yeah. I'm already being debt. Why not did. put myself in more debt? That's not how life works. And they were scared because I will say what it is. You know what it is? A lot of people that 
were used to working really hard for their money didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that, that weren't used to I'm not saying you're not no, used of course, to that, of course. But a lot of people that weren't on that, on, you know what I'm saying, on that type of mentality, they're like, hell no, get that $40,000, $20,000 that that's easy. How you get that's not possible. Up. That's yeah, a lie. Right. But you know those who need really needed it and didn't didn't have the mindset like actually went for it and got it. I did so much research, but the problem was is the government didn't even have the correct guidelines on it. They were like, "Oh, we don't really know how we're going to forgive it, but we're going to forgive it for you guys." People are like, "No, no, no." Potentially, ain't nobody trusting that right. shit. Potentially, you were right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I should have took that fucking money and ran with it. Yo, but sorry. Um, so, but it, it, it put me. Listen, I work. I'm a fucking. Excuse me. I'm a fucking monster when it comes to pressure. I work great under pressure. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it put a, it put a lot of it put a lot of pressure on me. You know, we our my businesses were shut down for four months. I had three barbershops. Mm-hmm. You know, the overhead with my barbershops. That's a That's fake. When, when the right pandemic there, was done, I was like thirty thousand dollars in debt. Yo, all of us, all of us barbers, we didn't know what the fuck to do, bro. I had no idea what to do. Yo, I knew what to during, do. During, during the like pandemic, I was cutting. I was I was cutting grass. Yeah, and, and that's when I actually became a, 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 a graphic, graphic designer. designer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I listen. said, you know what? I ain't wasting my time. I'm gonna sit at home and I'm gonna study something. And I, I'm gonna learn. Now look, and I, I, made, I made a got, pivot too. Bro, I, I got I actually got really good at it. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I was doing uh, I was doing construction. I pivoted and I started doing real estate closings for a living. My man. So everybody and people have to make a pivot, bro. If you if, yeah. if you if you're gonna eat, bro, you're gonna there's, eat. You gotta make a pivot. There's always there's always a way. Nah, but with that said. Uh, didn't have to be away. My motherfuckers fell on their face. Absolutely during they did. COVID. They did. So I don't, you know, like in this room. Yes, you know what I'm saying. But I don't want that to be. Uh, that that should be applauded. You know what yeah, I'm saying? 100%. Because bro, so many motherfuckers fell on their face or right. took advantage and wasted mad time. That's, I feel like that's the that's the time that a lot of people got to like, you know the chance to see what they were about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. if you weren't about shit, you're gonna fall on your face, like you said. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, pressure, I mean? pressure creates diamonds, bro. And yeah. if you if you ain't built for it, you ain't built you're not for a it. Diamond. I've seen a lot of yeah. people just sit around and do nothing. They was happy. Mm-hmm. Barbershops were cut shut down and they were getting fucking twelve hundred dollars from unemployment. They were happy and they were satisfied by that. Um, ain't, there wasn't, bro. I was stressing every day. So you know what I did? I was like, I'm gonna take this time. I've always wanted to be a real estate investor. I always wanted to be a real estate investor. I always planned on investing in real estate, but I never found the time. That was my time. Mm-hmm. So I took that four months. I I. I started looking at real estate. I ran into a guy uh, on social media named Cody Sperber, the clever investor, his name is. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to look him up, shout out to Cody Sperber. He changed my life, and he turned me into a multimillionaire mm. um, with $100. With $100? $100. How does that work? He, he had a $100 course. The course was 100 bucks. where basically I found Cody on Instagram. His course was 100 bucks, and it was basically – Teaching you the basics of real estate investing. So basically, so real estate investing doesn't sound like Chinese to you, like understanding the verbiage, understanding how to how to create a deal, how to fund a deal, how to wholesale, how to joint venture a deal, how to mm-hmm. every every all the real estate verbiage and the basic knowledge he showed, he taught mm-hmm. me for a hundred dollars. 
and the type of person I am, that's all I need to know. Yeah. I need to know the basics. I need to understand the verbiage. And I'm a, I'm a hit now, but home runs, home runs after that. Real quick, what's funny is that's a scam for most people. 90% 100%. of people that purchase that course, this is bullshit. They Yo, thanks for nothing. They right? Did nothing. They did nothing. But... There, there's, there's a certain percentage of people cool. that it's like, yo, I just need to learn. How it's to speak it's, your it's language, knowledge bro. that requires action, and people aren't ready to put the action. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But Cody's whole his his um his plan to action his his plan behind that was to rear you in with a hundred bucks, teach you the basics, then sell you uh, a coach, like a mentorship. Look, a I, mentorship feel like, I feel like I feel like ten to fifteen thousand dollars. I feel like most people's problem is they lack in believing themselves. And that's exactly. something that he was always very high up on. Exactly. He always believed in himself. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can have that idea and that vision, but if you don't got the confidence to believe in yourself, it's it's gonna be like how you say, Oh, that's that's bullshit. Hundred dollars for that shit is gonna turn me you, you, you have a lot of you know, like advertisement tell you, look, fifty bucks, invest into this and you're gonna it's gonna change your life. You know, to a person that don't believe in themselves, they don't matter what the hell they got in front of them. No. It don't matter it don't matter if they got the, the, the best Teachers and, and mentors Like It's just not gonna work You know what I mean mm-hmm. And he's had that Since his very early Age To where He knew He was gonna take it To another level You know It's all the mindset A lot of people Call it delusional confidence And I feel like That shit is fucking needed To be in the upper echelon Of any Entrepreneurship Just any Any industry Any That's talent true. Any like Skill that you need bro I mean, I call it delusional confidence, right? Like, this fucking podcast. There's going to be people that's like, yo, you you really wasting your Friday nights doing podcasts and shit? Like, yeah, like, have fun. Uh, like, you could have you could have been playing video games. You could have been doing this. And it's like, nah, like, we're going to turn this into something. And a lot of people call that delusional confidence. I, like, take pride in that shit. Pause right there. You know how excited I am to be here, bro? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 This, you know, this is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's no place I'd rather be. But, yeah. But it's because of y'all commitment and the way that y'all believe in this podcast. Facts. Why I want to be here. Yes, Facts. sir. You understand what I'm saying? Facts. It shows, it shows the dedication, the love, and the discipline that you guys have. 100%. People are not going to have the same vision you got, that you guys have, and that's okay. And that's yeah. with everything in life. You know what I mean? That's why I always say, yo, keep your moves to yourself because mm-hmm. not everybody's going to believe, mm-hmm. and they could become a distraction to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's true. You know what's something, too, I've learned recently, bro? And I was telling Cruz about this, man. Like, I used to try to make moves, and I would like, get excited for it, and I would talk to people, and I'd be like, yo, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then, like, it seemed like whenever I talked about shit, bro, it would just fall through, man. So I learned to stop talking about shit, man, and just start doing this shit. And, stop like, the and then, the yeah, well, like, I, I would I would have the plans in motion, but it seemed like, I felt like, man, there was, like, somebody that, like, I want to say somebody, I want to blame somebody, but, like, that's not true. But, like, I just felt like there was something that was just causing it to fall through, and it was always when I talked about it. So I just stopped talking about things, and I would keep it to, like, only people that are super close to my life, and I would just do it. You and just have to know, you just have to know who to share Information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Your fact. visions, your goals, and the things that you, your dreams overall. Yeah. You know? right. I feel like the devil's always listening, bro. And <laughs> if, you, if you speak to the wrong people, man, I, I feel like I feel like it gets fed differently, bro. It's that energy. No, so, all right. So, took the class. Took so, class. so uh, when, when the pandemic hit, I was like, "Yo, I, I felt the feeling I never felt before, or I haven't felt in a long time, where I felt I felt helpless." I knew nothing the but the fuck am I gonna do? I knew nothing but being a barber and yeah. cut hair and owning barbershops. The only thing I knew. But that wasn't enough to stop me. That was nowhere near enough to stop me. I was like, yo, this is my time. Like 
real estate is real estate is it's the it's the biggest um it's the number one subscription business in the world mm. you get people that you purchase properties you get people to sign a lease they're subscribed for an entire year mm. everybody needs somewhere to live mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying there's always more people. There's not always more space to live. Exactly. The there's world always more people. The world. There's always more people and, and land and, and, and properties. Is, that's what we need. Boom. We need, that's the long-term some, security. Yeah, we need somewhere just to rest our heads. I was like, yo, so this is my time. So I studied, studied, studied. I took about eight months to almost a year. I studied even after, you know, the shops opened back up. And I started purchasing properties. I, I purchased I owned 11 units within within the first six months of me investing in real estate. Damn. 11 units. Where did you start? Like, where did you start investing? I started investing in a city called Camden, New Jersey. So it's right outside of Philadelphia. That's like expensive real estate, though. I mean, relative. Yeah, relative. So, I mean, it, it wasn't that. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a uh, uh, lower income yeah, city. Lower okay. So, so a quick so, question for you: I wanted to ask about those deals. Like, did you get subleases on them, or w- were you so, doing like joint ventures? How'd you how'd you secure so, the first couple? So, majority, of all my deals came from my social media. Mm. So, I have a, I have a pretty decent following on social mm-hmm. media. So, all my leads, all every single one of my deals came from social media. I will post. Mm-hmm. I created a bunch of flyers saying I buy houses. I was given um, like a reassignment fee. Assignment fees. To people mm-hmm. helping me find the deals and um, everything was coming through social media. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all cash and creative finance deals. Okay. So majority of my deals were cash and creative finance. So I was doing subject to, I was doing uh, seller finance and I was okay. doing cash deals. Okay. Um, That's very year. much true. And this is everything I learned from Cody Sperber how to seller finance. And subject a subject to deal. So subject a seller finance deal is basically you own a property. Say you own a property. Say you. Um, it's a wraparound mortgage, right? Exactly. Say you're say, God forbid, your grandfather dies. You're his only grandson, his only grandchild. He leaves you a house. He leaves you his house. His house is worth. Let's say that the ARV on his house, the after repair value on his mm-hmm. house is a hundred thousand. But it's in pretty bad condition because your grandfather lived there for fucking 50 years. He never did nothing to the house, and it was in shitty shape. And you're just a regular everyday guy that goes to your 9 to 5 that got left left with a property from your grandfather. And you're just like, yo, I just want to sell it. Mm-hmm. And you're a regular everyday guy. You, get, you make fucking 20, $20 $25 an hour at your job, $1,000 a week, whatever. And you're like, $50,000, $40,000 is great to you. Mm-hmm. The house is worth a hundred thousand dollars and needs about twenty, thirty thousand dollars in work. You got a guy like me that's an investor. I come to you. I, I know you got the deal. Somebody send sends me information. Knows they know you have the property, so you're you're a strong lead. Um, I come to you. We work out a deal. You don't give a fuck. You just want some money in your pocket. You just want to walk away with something. I'll offer you forty thousand dollars for the property. Take the, yeah. The property's worth a hundred thousand. You like hell yeah! I'll take the forty thousand. I buy the property from 40, from you for forty thousand. I put twenty thousand in it. Yeah, and I rent it out. Yeah, the house is worth a hundred thousand. Um, fast forward two three years, it's worth two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially post pandemic, boy. Post pandemic, one hundred percent. So I purchased the majority of my properties right after the pandemic, mm. where people still didn't they still didn't know that the market was going to mm. skyrocket. There, so they were still about. Val- 
value in their houses. Bro, I didn't even like catch that because like I keep I'm thinking about right now. I'm thinking back then. I'm not really thinking about like in the moment. Uh, was fucking crazy is COVID happens, fucked up your barbershop shit, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, damn, that's my bread. Oh, my God. You happen to, like, specialize, right, however you did, classes, social media, all this shit, in an industry <laughs> that was about to take the fuck off. Crazy. Right? Like, mm-hmm. not only were values skyrocketing, but because of interest rates dropping down. I mean, just in general, right? Like, 100%. even if you weren't in the loan game or nothing like that, market was climbing because the loans were down. Like, motherfuckers were buying. Like, shout out to me. I bought this house when the interest rates were super down. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I didn't even care. Like, I'm not even thinking about that. Like, wow, what a fucking pivot. If there was a pivot to make during COVID, it was real estate. 100% real estate. Bro, I turned turned $400,000 to $1.1 million. Mm-hmm. Over a three year span. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Through the just um catching it at the right time. Uh, how you say, equity. I, and, and, uh, increase appreciation. Equity. Yeah, appreciation. Appreciation. Yeah. The property's appreciating and me just and I did but and I did everything without a bank. Really? I purchased I don't to this day I don't own not one property through a loan. Through my through my personal through your name, yeah, because you did wraparound mortgages. So I did, I did, I did the seller finance and I did yeah. subject too. So the seller finance is basically so like what I was telling you, forty thousand um, dollars. Say for example, say all right, say if I sell, you, I buy the property from you for fifty thousand. I'm like, yo, I got twenty five thousand dollars now down now. You never seen twenty five thousand dollars in your life, right? You like, yo, and I'm like, yo, can I give you the other twenty five thousand within the next two years? We break the $25,000, let's say it's fucking $1,200 a month. So now, essentially, you're you're holding a mortgage for $25,000 on a property that's worth $100,000. I yeah. gave you $25,000 down, you're holding 25, a $25,000 mortgage. You put $25,000 cash in your pocket, and you're making $1,200 a month from me. You're loving it. Yeah. You were like and the I, label, bro. 100%. And I, <laughs> and I purchased a property from you that's worth 100000 Yeah. So that's a seller finance. That's... that's I've been drinking a little bit, so it's like I'm with you, bro. <laughs> try, no, you get numbers right the best now. I can, I'm with you. That's that's basically what a seller finances. You're hold. You're the seller, and you're financing the deal for me. So you're you're becoming the the bank. Yeah, you're the bank. Yeah. So you're holding the mortgage for me. Yeah. We put together a contract. We get a lawyer, and now you're the bank. Uh, Pocket Watch Podcast LLC is the fucking bank. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um. And you're holding the mortgage. And you learned everything. that from the class? I learned that all from the from hundred dollars, bro. Yep. Hundred dollar class. Amazing. Now a subject two deal is say you come in, say same situation. Say you fucking uh your grandfather left you the property, he own he owes fifty thousand dollars in the mortgage. Um and the house is worth a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um I come in, I purchase the property from you. And I offer you twenty five thousand, which is, I offer you twenty five thousand on top of the fifty thousand dollars he owes in mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying seventy five thousand dollars for the property, and I say, hey, can can I keep the mortgage in your grandfather's name, and purchase the property from you? Mm-hmm. 
So I'm, so a subject two deal is basically me purchasing the pro- property from you, and you keeping the mortgage in your name. Yeah. So you're signing it over the deeds, the rights to the property, everything over to me, and but the remaining amount, the mortgage, is left in your name. That's mm-hmm. a subject two deal. Yeah, and, and like the nickname for that too is a wraparound and a wraparound. That's yeah, dope, but you gotta be careful too because some motherfuckers default on that shit. Then that's that's yeah, a problem. If they default, but they won't default. Cause no, yeah, you, you, you can't them. default because you're the one paying. paying it, yeah, exactly. You paint it directly. I'm yeah. paying directly, so yeah. I have a couple of deals where the person died. I have all their social, all their information. So I call and I act like I'm them. Yeah, like there's a guy um, named Isidro Hernandez. Mm-hmm. I own one of his properties. I call in the mortgage company and I act like I'm a C. Hernandez. He's been dead for fucking 10 years. <laughs> I know it's social. I know all his information. I pay the mortgage. Hypothetically, the guys, this is hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. They don't give a fuck. Just right. pay me my mortgage. They yeah, call pay me, my hey, money. Hey, it's a C. Hernandez. Yeah, I just want to pay my mortgage. All right, boom. I call. Yeah. I pay the mortgage, whatever. They don't give a fuck, but I own the property. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the I think the mortgage is down to like $32,000 now. And. The house is worth two hundred fifty thousand at this point. Yeah, and I paid eighty five thousand for the property. Right. Yeah. So I gave the wife, I gave the wife sixty five thousand dollars cash with the remaining thirty thousand dollars mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. So and like, the house and the house is she saw sixty five thousand dollars cash. She she's like, okay, yes, yes, I'll take it. Yeah, that's all she gave a fuck about. Yeah. You're gonna walk away with a sixty-five thousand dollars check, lady. You have fifteen hundred dollars in your bank account right now. I'm gonna give you sixty-five thousand dollars cash. She didn't know the house is worth two hundred thousand. Right. Keep the and your your owner and your your husband owes thirty-five thousand. He owes thirty-five thousand dollars mortgage. I'm gonna take on the mortgage. I'm gonna pay it in his name, and I'm gonna give you sixty-five thousand dollars. Sign the fucking papers. Shut the fuck up and move on with your life. (laughs) And now I own the property. Dope. So I have a mortgage on a property not in my name, and I have fucking over a hundred thousand dollars of equity in this property. Yo, so take notes. Yeah, that, and, and, and it's a blessing I'm for you because because rewind those deals are super fucking hard to find, and the fact that you were able to utilize your platform to help you achieve those deals is fire because. The problem with, with getting those is those deals is hard to oh come by, bro. Shout out to everybody on my Instagram that sends me these. So that I just started posting yesterday in Central mm-hmm. Florida. I'm looking to buy houses cash. I'm trying to create that 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 name and that space for myself in Central Florida as a person that's purchasing houses and property cash. I'm, I'm gonna and tap in with you, bro. I can plug you in some people, bro. 100. percent And that can eventually put. I'm also looking to do wholesale deals too. Yeah. So if it's something that, I, that that I'm not interested in and and I see some some value in it, I can just wholesale it. Mm-hmm. If not, I just purchase it, I buy it, I sell, I flip it, or I hold it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I, that's that I'm trying to open. I'm trying to open that lane for myself here in sort of Central Florida. I want I want to start networking like with people like yourself, and eventually I want to start getting to flipping. Yeah, I'm start doing some flips. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm also interested in starting a trucking company here also. Mm-hmm. So I want to build here. I'm built up north. I want to build here. Yeah, yeah. I want to build yeah. here. I want to build everything I got up north here. Right now, I got four Airbnb units here, and that's all. That's all I got going on here. But relative to your story, is that like so? Like, had the barbershop shit going, got that shit going. Yeah, I skipped pandemic. the whole. I skipped. I skipped the whole piece. So boom, the barbershop shit was going great. I I run. So my barbershops are, are percentage-based barbershops. Uh-huh. I know you guys know majority 
clients and regular everyday people know barbershops are, are, are rent based. So yeah. your barber pays a certain amount of money a week for the chair. For the chair and he gives yeah. it to the owner. Boom. Not my barbershops. My barbershops, my guys pay me forty percent of their income. <laughs> Shoot. They pay forty percent of the ho- to the house. So but I mean, a, a, never nah, work at your nah, but this, honestly, <laughs> that's not how it is. Uh, there's a lot of barbershops down here that are the same way. Listen, really, that's the it that's only, the right way to do business. The rent way is the lazy way. You don't have to do anything when when you charge people rent. you don't have to do nothing but collect one hundred fifty. Let's say let's say you charge one hundred fifty dollars a week. Yeah, you're collecting one hundred. You don't have to run a business. You're just collecting one hundred fifty dollars cash for each chair. Me, I'm actually running a business. I'm running books. I have. I'm running. I'm looking at numbers. I'm paying people direct deposit weekly. I'm doing all that, all the business stuff. I have a P and L. I have to fill out every week of profit and loss. loss yeah. I'm at every month, um, and I'm not not to talk down on on the barber own barbershop owners that are you know doing booth rent and. But that's the and, and, extra and shout out to all the barbers. It, just, it, just, it, all, it all falls into like you know like the area and the location and not just how that. It works. 100%. It's and not the barbers, easy. the barbers that you have yeah. within your location because exactly. there's there's barbers that obviously are another level like like moi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the understand, the understand, like you know, like the value that you know we bring into a barbershop. You know and, what I mean? and what I was gonna say is, is it, that each each barber like has their own brand. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's what I was gonna say is like to be at your barbershop with the amount of people that you brought in the brand and like the tra- the attraction that you had for the barbershop, then you can kind of justify charging what he charges because of he's gonna bring in a lot of walk-ins, he's gonna bring in a lot of clients to kind of justify that fee. You know what I mean? But it's also interesting talking about like. It takes a little added effort to run it that way. Oh right? my god, it takes so much effort. So I have I have twenty two barbers that pay me forty percent. So you got these bar. Say for example, these barbers in Florida, they're paying one hundred fifty two hundred dollars a week. They're making three thousand thirty five hundred dollars a week. Santi makes three hundred three thousand dollars a week easily. Yeah, he's a great barber. He cuts fast. He makes. I'm not not pocket watching. No, I just know I'm a barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy makes twenty five hundred three thousand dollars a week. Yeah. He's paying the owner. Hopefully, the owner's not watching us. <laughs> but it's still not that easy, Jay. I only pay. Like, I can tell you all this cut, shit, but bro. you can't just transition your shop into a percentage-based barbershop. <laughs> Sorry, it's not that. <laughs> you have to literally. I did it. I went from being a a, a rent barbershop, charging people rent, to turning to a, a percentage-based barbershop, and I lost. Nine barbers, an Easy. entire barbershop. Yeah, my story is deep. Like I'm not even get really, really getting into. So my you story. started rent wise. I started rent wise. My story is deep, bro. Yeah. I, I seen. I had. I had the vision. I see. I had a a, a a a bigger vision for myself, and I and I took action. I lost literally an entire barbershop, entire staff, an entire family. Like you guys are a bearded, bearded dragon. I lost all my guys because I transitioned into a percentage based barbershop. And none of my guys wanted to pay percentage. If Jay decided, the owner of Bitter Dragon, decided he wanted to turn his barbershop to a percentage-based barbershop where he's going to take 40% of their income, every single person in that barbershop will leave. Yeah. That's what happened. Tiago's like, I'm out. And I had to restart from scratch. But I had all the confidence in the world in myself, and I I planned accordingly, and and I was ready for that. You pretty much you were you were down to start a whole different system, uh, a whole si- different system, I, and I rebranded, and my brand now today, that decision I made changed my life forever. I was able to retire, I, and, and like I don't like telling people my business. I, I was able to retire, and I'm a multi millionaire. 
So from that one decision. But does that so like let's just say you got rent based barbershop, you try to sell. Is that way different than I have a percentage based barbershop and I'm trying to sell? Because you sold your barbershop, right? When you I, I sold I sold one shop. One yeah. shop. Ah, okay. So I still I own two shops. I just I just sold the location. I'm trying to pull up my calculator so I can show you. So I have I have um all right, so Santi makes three thousand dollars a week, he pays Jay hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a week. I have guys that pay me forty percent of their three thousand. What's forty percent of three thousand? Twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. We have twenty two barbers. My barbers gross on average twenty five hundred dollars a week. All twenty two barbers, twenty five hundred dollars a week. They pay me forty percent. I have twenty two barbers. God, that's ten k. Ten k. Well Easy. over ten. I make. I don't, That's even want you, I don't even want you to yeah. post this. I'm just telling you guys. Yeah. I make anywhere from eleven to fifteen thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Profit For just doing that from, percentage base. From my barbers. Right. That's the sacrifice. From two barbershops. When I had three barbershops, it was crazier. So I make anywhere from forty to fifty thousand dollars a month profit from my shops. I took that money from a whole for a whole year. I saved it and I, I just kept reinvesting it into real estate. I just kept taking, I was taking them, I was snowballing and I was funneling, funneling it into real estate. And now I would just, I just live my life every day, bro. I live my wow. life every day. I, I live my life every day on my Enjoy own terms. Life. I do nothing. I'm 32. Ask, ask this nigga what I'm doing all day when he calls me. What am I doing all day when you call Enjoying me? Enjoying fucking meat. life. Nah. I'm, I'm beating my meat. I go to the gym. I go to the gym in the morning. I'm laying down. I'm fucking taking naps all day, right? I'm chill. Yeah. But I worked my ass off to be in that position. I miss yeah. everything. I miss my entire youth, my entire twenties, when everybody was at the club, going out, having the time of their life, fucking bitches, going to family barbecues, doing all that shit, going on family vacations. Guess where I was at? I was behind the chair cutting hair, and I had a vision. Yeah, but you see, you see what he's saying. But really, in reality. My boy, he don't sleep. He still don't sleep. I still he, don't sleep. He up he up at I'm five in the morning. Yo, for this 2023, that's been one of my biggest change. Bro, the he's same, posting same, at bro. five in the morning at the gym. I'm liking his stories. No. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the reasons. Look, I'm very grateful for this man right here. Not gonna lie. I'm grateful for him. No, I'm grateful for you, motherfucker. I love this dude. Look, I tell you what. He's the reason I'm in Central Florida and I have a life. I like that. Him. Fuck yeah, yo! If not, the, I would have been gone. The day, the day that him and I we met, yo, we clicked, and we've been solid since. My beautiful girlfriend, the girl I'm with now, the girl that I love to death, I met through him. Yeah, through, through his social. She she found me on his social media. Yo, shout out to you though, because I think uh, Santi, he's he's. That's a motherfucker that. Uh, that's my brother. I love that nigga. Yo, I, I love that nigga more than. The niggas that I grew up with, the bro, niggas that I grew up with, my, my boy, I love the shit out of nah, him. No, but no, but G shit, bro. Like, yo, I'm very grateful for him, bro. Like, ever since he came into my life, bro, him and I we've been like, like brothers. You know what I mean? We're and literally and, best friends. And, bro. and 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 just seeing the way you know his his personality and, and and the way that he performs as a person has changed my life, bro. I got to really see, you know, what is what what was possible. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's different. You knowing about it by hearing it and by like, you know, what I'm saying like just stories. But when you actually see it, you're like, damn, this should inspire me in a whole different level. You know what I mean? Like the level of performance as a man, as a person, it's like, I don't want to keep living my life the way I'm living. I yeah. gotta, I gotta, I gotta catch up. You know what I mean? I can't keep complaining about the shit that I 
that I'll be complaining about. You know what I mean? I got to get up every morning, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and do the best for myself, do the best for my family, do the best for my future. You know what I mean? But Yeah, bro. I, I feel like uh, to, to inspire somebody like Santi too, right? It's like, it's it's a it's a cool cool thing, man. I ain't never seen it. Uh, and it's rare, you know. And it's matched. Uh-huh. It's a little bit of like that matched energy, right? Yeah, me and him, like it me takes and that. Yo, we him, locked it was, in, bro. It was like love yeah. at first sight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No gay shit. It yeah. was yo love at first no, sight. Uh, yo, when I first met this, <laughs> when I first met this man, we literally clicked. Yo, we were we met at Rocco's. You know Rocco's? Rocco's yeah. Tacos, yeah. Rocco's That's where tacos. all the baddies at. We bro, met like this we, since then, bro. Bro, we were walking around Rocco's like we knew each other for years. With each other, ch- talking to girls, drinking. Just like, bro, like we knew each other for years, bro. It was beautiful. He came to me. We 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 kind of made eye contact. He walked, up, and I'm the same exact way. It's so crazy. We have we have a very alike personality. Yeah, bro. I'm the same way. I walk like I'm. That's why I am the person I am today because I'm not a, I'm not afraid to speak. I network. I I introduce myself. He came to me. He's like, "Yo, what's up, bro? Yo, I'm Tiago. What's your name, Tom?" He's like, "Yo, you a barber?" I'm like, "Yeah." He said, "Yo, I can tell your beard's nice, sharp, whatever." <laughs> yo, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, yo, we just click from there, bro." Yo, but I, I met a, a. It was a girl I was with. A girl. A girl. Not I was with a girl was that I knew. It. Girl I was kicking it with at that time. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. My entire life. I know she in went Orlando's, home mad though for some reason, right? Yeah, she went home mad. <laughs> My entire life in Orlando was created through women. Uh, is that why you fell in love with Orlando? That's why I fell in love with Orlando. Oh, shout out to Orlando. <laughs> shout out to Orlando. Let's uh, go. I met Tiago through a girl. I don't even talk to that girl anymore. Um, I went out with her that one day. I met her. I met him, and that was all. She, he created my entire life here. When I met him, I had nothing here. I knew no one here, but I just kept showing up. I kept showing up. I kept showing up. I had a girl here. I was dealing with. She was the reason I was here. I I met her. Yo, one day he literally looked at me. He was like, "My nigga, you know what? We were both drunk. We looked at each other. He's like, "Yo, my nigga, you know what?" Bro, I pray for you, bro. He yo, told me I, just like that. He's yes. like, my nigga, I pray for you, yo, because we, yo, because in a very short amount of time, bro, we made some dope, dope memories, bro. bro. Yeah, I literally prayed for him, bro. So let's let's rewind a little bit. So boom, after all that time, after the pandemic, after I retired, I met this girl here in Orlando on social media on Instagram. I still had connections in Orlando. From a lot of barbers I knew, women I met in the past. And I had this girl that I followed on Instagram. We followed each other. I started kicking her with on Instagram. Um, you know, I started kicking her. They said, you know, we were kicking a lot. I came to see her. I came to visit her. She was in real estate. She did uh, new home construction. Dope. Um, I started kicking her. I told her what I, I wanted to come I came I came and visited her in Orlando. We kicked it. We hit it off. And I was like, yo, I want to start investing out here. So she plugged me in with my, my property manager, Dylan. Shout out to Dylan. That's my guy here. He he, he manages my, my my Airbnbs here in Orlando. Um, she she plugged me in with him. And I, I fell in love with Orlando. I fell in love with Orlando through her. I just loved it here. Um, and eventually I just wanted, I wanted to live here. I wanted to move here. So, um, long story short, she was fucking crazy. 
She was a crazy bitch. I ended up cutting her off. Uh, ended up cutting her. I, bu- I kind of I built the foundation for myself here. Um, I shipped one of my cars here. I had a I had a, a room I was renting here. My sister actually moved here, and I was renting a room for my sister. Um, she was the only person I had here. And I kept showing up. I had no reason to show up, but I loved it here so much, and I kept showing up, and I prayed. That's when I told him I prayed for him. I prayed. I was like, yo, God, just bring me somebody. Bring me somebody that's going to help me create a life here. I want to be here. I'm not giving up. Yeah. I will hop on a plane every other Monday, like same way I do now. So I live here Monday through Monday. And I lived back home in Jersey, Philly, Monday through Monday, every other Damn. week. Damn. So when I was lived, that? How long was that for? He does that now, I, he I said. I still did it to the day. You still do that right so now? So Monday, week. I go back. Every, every week, week. Every week, I'm like, yo, Tong, you leaving when? Yeah. Uh, Monday. I'm like, damn. So, I'll be like, yo, I'll be like, yo, bro, I want you to come with me Tuesday. Yo, we, we live. We're we going to do this. We're going we're to have a dinner. I'm going to cook. I'm gonna, yo, bro, I leave Monday. Fuck. All right, next yeah. week. So I live, yeah, so I live Monday to Monday there, then I live here Monday to Monday, then I live there Monday to Monday, then I live here. So I live here two weeks, and I live there two weeks. You like that? I love it. The only reason I do it is, <laughs> only reason I, I, I do it for my daughter. My, I have a 12-year-old child. I have split custody. Yeah. Um, I have every other week split custody. So her mother her mother has it from week, one week I have it from one week. So the weeks I got my daughter, I go back home. I leave my entire. I got my entire life there. I got my car. I got my house there, mm-hmm. and my daughter. It's just my house with my daughter. It's for my daughter. Yeah. So I go back. I'm a father for an entire week. Then I come back to Orlando, and I got you know I got my girl here and her kids, my stepkids. I love them. Shout out to I her, love my girl. Shout out to her. She dope. She's she's a shit. That's the sis. She's Shout out to the sis. Shout out to my sis. That's like, dope. Shout out to my sis. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my fucking wifey. She's a shit. That's my baby. Um. I fly back and forth, bro. That's dope as fuck, bro. But but like I said, I never gave. I didn't. Yo, I was here. I was coming here for a month, like a month straight before I met Tiago. Every week, bro, I had nothing to come here for, and I kept coming. But I had women through social media. I was I met a lot of girls, just like going out so on dates going and shit, going out on dinners, girls and those girls rock, go back home. Those girls rock. showed me Orlando. They showed me Orlando. They showed they. I met Tiago through that. So there's one girl I was kicking it with. She she was like, "Hey, uh, I want you to come with me to Taco uh, Rocco's." I've been to Rocco's one one time before with my ex. Um, she's like, "Come with me to Rocco's for my cousin's birthday. We're gonna go celebrate over there on Tuesday." I'm like, "All right, cool." I went with her, and Tiago just so happened to know the same group of people. And I met Tiago and, and a bunch of other people, and that was all she wrote. Hey. I never talked to her again. Um, <laughs> And this guy became my brother from that day. Yo, do y'all hit on girls the same way? 100%. 100%. So you just pull your dick on the table? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, you look at him, you look at, my, you look at me. You know what I'm saying? And then we walk in. Yeah. It's over. It's a little bit. Nah. Like, we, we, shut, we shut the show. See, he's a guy. He knew a lot of people were in Orlando. And I was the new face. Yeah, and that's like so that's I stuck out like yeah. a sword through him. He was a, he's a he's but now, nah, but honestly, guy. bro, it's it's who we are, our personality, or our, our, like our our energy. Wherever we go, like people want to be around that. You know yeah, I mean? and we attract so, a lot of you know. So how does that go? Like like he was saying, like like obviously you were out, you kind of knew the group and the people and shit, and then you got bro, the new guy. No, nah, and I tell you what, when Energy's that night, if we if we talking about that night. We were, we were with a whole group. The minute him and I met, the whole group 
was on the other side of the place, <laughs> and him and I were just by ourselves, taking shots, talking shit, getting to know so each other. It was like we just we just realized that we were very alike. Mm-hmm. And we're just drawn into each other right away, you know what I mean? And we click, bro. We we've been locked in since then, bro. I love the bromance. But, but when I tell you what, bro, when I say bro. when I say locked in, I'm talking about locked in. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. like we talk we talk every day, we check up on each other every day, we make sure that Even when I'm we, back home. We, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, you know, like when it comes to like who we are as, as a person, as a man, like our intentions in life, like, yo, you good, bro? You got Today you gotta wake up. How Bro, you feeling? His love, his love for me, always been unconditional. Because I was in a situation where I was with that crazy girl, and I met Tiago, and I was single, having fun the whole summer. Then I got back with her, and she was fucking crazy, and I couldn't. It was hard for me to have friends being with her, and I yeah. kind of like stopped being as close with Tiago because I just didn't. It was just rough. It was a lot. You know, how you can get a real possessive, yep. crazy, insecure yeah. girl. Just like I don't want to get nobody involved in that. I had nothing to do with him. So, and I just realized, after some time, I realized it was the situation wasn't for me. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. and I backed off, and I, and he accepted me back with open arms. You know what I mean? Bro, that's a problem, not just like, with friends, but that's a problem just in your, like, like the walk of life you're trying to do. Like, when you're trying to be a business owner, when you're trying to have that high level of risk and all this shit, bro, uh, having a girl that's ready for that shit is not easy to not find. Easy at all. God damn. I would never be a business owner because of my fiance. I love her to death, <laughs> bro. But I don't think I'll ever but, be a millionaire. But you, just are, you are a business owner. <laughs> Facts. Pocket What's Watch up? podcast is a business. Yep. Yes, sir. LLC. He keeps forgetting yeah. that, bro. He needs yes, to keep sleeping, bro. Yes, sir. No matter what level, because we don't make no fucking money. No matter, no, what, but listen, no, no. no matter what level you at in this business, it's your own business. Facts. It's gonna and bless your taxes. You're this year. creating you're time right now outside of her for this business. Facts. You're in the house. You're cool. She's she she rather you do this than be in the street. Again, like we were saying, what we were saying earlier, it, it all falls into sacrifice. And when you're in a relationship, everything that you do, that person got to sacrifice. Everything that person do, she got to sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. So you don't know. You could assume a thousand things, but you don't know until you're actually in it. And it all falls into working together. And if that person, you know, what I'm saying, is willing to level to the, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, to where you want to be, you know, what yeah, mean? man. Yo, but you said, uh, real quick, you said Airbnb, bro. So, like, man, you got too much story. You got too much story, bro. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, we keep uh, skipping. Yeah. So, yeah, like, a lot of shit going on. you started Airbnb in Orlando? Yeah, I started Airbnb. So, I met uh, Dylan through the crazy chick. Um, <laughs> Wait, so you met the dude you took classes for? Like, with? No, no, no. That's no, somebody no, no, Dylan's so, your property dude. D- D- Dylan's the property manager. manager. Okay, he's okay. He's okay, the Airbnb okay. guru. Yep, yep. Like, he does everything. He's the fucking goat. When it comes to Airbnbs, um, I met him. I'm open. <laughs> I met him through the cra- butterfingers. I met him through the crazy chick, um, and we just we we continue to acquire properties and, and build, and now I have three Airbnb. I have four. I gave up one, so I'm doing albatross, like basically uh, subleasing. Uh huh. So I'm renting the properties, then Airbnb in them out. Um, we have three at the current moment, and Dylan just Dylan does everything, bro. I do nothing. That's dope, bro. I put up the money. Dylan does everything. He 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 does all the interacting with with the with the customers, and he uh, makes sure it works. He lines everything up. He does all the numbers, the money. We meet every so often. He sends me calculations. He pays me, pays himself, and yo something life. something that I gotta point out that. 
it happens, you know what I'm saying, that a lot of people see when somebody actually gets to that point in life where, you know, somebody like him, like, retires, you know what I mean? A lot of people change. A lot of people change in how they treat people. Facts. A lot of people change in how they they just carry themselves, you know what I mean? And something about this man, bro, you see him now, obviously, you got the jewelry, like, you know, like, the appearance is like, all right, you know he's somewhere in life. But most of the time, he ain't got none of that shit on. We just here with the shades on, with because we on, on, we're on camera, you know what I mean? Yo, I just like you noticed, see, my man you got see, some. You see my mans, bro, we be hanging out, fucking tank top, we, I bring him around people, nobody know nothing. And it's one of the reasons why I love this man so much, bro. Because he's he's Humble. his intentions are very pure. His heart is very pure. You know what I mean? Like he's he he knows he knows he understands like what life is really about. Like being mm-hmm. vulnerable and being true to yourself. He treats everybody the same. It don't matter what place, what name you have for yourself. He treats everybody the same. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why like I look up to him and I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, I love to be around people like him. You yeah. know what I mean? He's one of the very few people that, like, I appreciate in my life that I feel like I have to have around yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yo, I feel like um, people, the only people like that, right? Even with you, bro. Even with Shanti, right? Like, and it, everything's fucking relative. Everything's perspective, right? Like, uh, and, like, people like me would look up to people like Shanti, right? Mm-hmm. And then still, still be like, yo, this man's super, super cool, super humble. Will talk to me about all types of shit, right? And even like looking up to somebody like you, being super humble, super cool, like, like gets life down to earth. I always relate that to like what somebody has been through, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and like, like you talked about, like your upbringing and your brother and all that shit. You know, everything Santi's been through. Like, I always know, like, is is something with that. Y'all, y'all both got kids. Me and Zach don't got kids. Y'all ever think about that, man? Because y'all well off as fuck, right? Y'all good. Um, your kids don't have to go through the same shit y'all went through. Not at all. But y'all ain't who y'all are if you don't go through what you the went struggle. through. 100%. That's uh, something. That's something that we always question. And when it comes to when it comes down to my child, like you know what I mean. Like as a parent, I feel like I have a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean sure. And when it comes to the guidance When it comes to like You know like Just the, the influence as a, as a father You know Everything that I do He's always in the back of my head You know what I mean And yeah it's true bro Like you know A lot of times Like those Like how you said Like the diamonds come out of what Come out of the rough Diamonds in the rough Diamonds in the rough I mean, Diamonds are made in the rough Pressure yeah. makes diamonds The pressure makes diamonds Exactly yeah. But and you know Once you got into that level To where like You know Your kids are living good It's your job It's your You know Your responsibility To to put that pressure In, in, in your kids When it comes to the way You discipline the, When it comes to the way You speak to them the, When it comes to the way You guide them Yeah You know and, and most importantly Like The connection That you have with them So that way You can lead them The best way possible So they don't make The same mistakes That you make But do you think Guidance is As impactful As trauma Uh Definitely mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what that's I was trying to that's argue great. in the last episode. No, that's I, great. No, that's definitely. what I was trying to argue in the I last episode. I feel like episode. I feel like to my understanding, to my understanding, if I could give you a book, think about this. If I could give you a book right now with a hundred pages that are going to save you five years of you making fucking mistakes, yeah. would you rather read the book or make the five years of yeah. mistakes? 
Yeah. It's the same way as a parent. Now you have parents that are very you know, successful and they they're well off, but they don't have the understanding of I have to plant the seed that I you know in my child so mm-hmm. they could follow my same footsteps. You know? Because of the fact that the way that they got to that point it was by making those mistakes. Yeah. But somebody that actually cares and and is intentional as a as a parent, you know, figures out a way to plant those seeds, you know, to get them to understand the same thing that you understand. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. bro. And and also like psychologically, like in the what's it called, conditional training or whatever it's called, the most powerful the most powerful of the conditioning elements is is positive reinforcement. Mm. Exactly. That, so yeah. that right there just kind of reinforces that even one, more. One, it's, it's you know, one of, one of the big one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of parents like make is to think that discipline it's it's you know like a, you know something like a, being aggressive or, mm-hmm. or 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 showing authority by 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 being rough and being tough and no bro discipline is, is just is something else discipline is teaching your child you know what I mean and 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 finding like I said finding the best way to connect with your child so they so they actually listen you know what I mean you uh, you have daughters I have one, one daughter. One daughter. I have a twelve year old daughter, and I have my my girl has a, a two year old son and eight year old daughter. Okay, okay. So. I'm just thinking because uh, I'm also like because I don't got no kids, right? But mm-hmm. like eventually, I'm I'm very soon. You know, I feel like I'm gonna have kids and shit. Oh, uh, you are. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I think about. Uh, I feel like it's like like to Santi's point. Is is very. Uh, it's a little more perceivable how you can transfer that knowledge and train that discipline for your for your son, right? I don't know. Is it different for a daughter? Do you feel like? Because mm. for a daughter, it's also like you know, obviously you gotta show her like what a man is. Like you don't need you know this and that. It's a different ball game than raising Definitely. a son. Of you know course. what I mean? Like, uh, of course. With girl, with daughters, you have to. You definitely have to be more sensitive. There's pros and cons when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you know what happens? As a father, you don't really got to say much. You know, because kids growing up, they're sponges. And when they see such thing, you know what I mean? They understand, like, what to look in the man. They understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, they don't, they don't understand. They, they, don't, they don't think about, like, a, a, a woman, what, what, what a woman and a man is capable of doing. Yeah. To them, it's like my father does that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like I, I, I have, I have that that same, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? That that same motivation, that same mentality, mentality yeah. that same drive, exactly yeah. that my father got because that's what that's all I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of women that are doing good for themselves is because of obviously the influence that they seen as they, you know, what I'm saying. No, my mom, my mom's a hustler, but my grandpa was also a hustler. So That's a, that exactly what I'm saying. She's seen that. Those those seeds were planted in her since she was. Mm-hmm. And shout out to your mom. I, I love your mom. Yeah. 
That's, that's a amazing. fact, bro. That is, that is a fact. That kind of proved my statement wrong, man. Like, me and Zach look up to our mom. I mean, I look up to my mom. Oh, I know your mom, too. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. That kind of but proved that reason. But there's a reason. It all falls into the background. There's a reason why they like that, bro. There's a reason why we all like the way that we are. You know what I mean? It, we all have to come to that understanding that I guess, you know, we come to that point in life where it's like, okay, um, there's certain things that I have to learn but it's also certain things that i have to unlearn Learn, yeah. but you know what's crazy about life is a lot of shit we gotta unlearn <laughs> what's crazy about life is it's it's a lot easier to learn than to unlearn Ooh, facts. because Ooh, because a lot of people don't understand what's behind unlearning habits that's why yeah. they say like you know the hardest people to teach is older people yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. You they got yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The saying is real, bro. And the reason why, and the reason why, is because it all falls into emotions. All right. People don't think about emotional intelligence. Mm. People don't think about how do I control my emotions. You know what I mean? Your habits comes from your body. You know, emotions live in your body. Understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So your your body the reason why we be, we create habits is because your body learns to do things more uh, better than your mind so that's why you become a habit your body acts to do certain things so if you're every day you're you're drinking a cup of wine every day every day every day it gets to the point where you consciously started doing it but your body started to learn and then your body started to act for it mhm same way with you eat burgers every day it gets to the point where you understand I got to stop eating these burgers every day, but it's hard for you. Why? Because your body learned to do it better than your mind. So your body starts to ask for that same burger, you know, so it all falls into emotional intelligence. That, that's like the Pavlov experiment with the dogs. What's that? So he, uh, he did an experiment where basically he, he would set it off where he would ring a bell and then they would bring food out and they would feed the dogs. And so the dogs knew they eventually learned that every time that they heard the bell, they were going to eat. So what they started doing was is they would ring the bell, they went to bring food, and they found out that the dog's mouth would instantly start salivating, and their stomachs were producing more stomach acid. It became a habit. Because, yeah. because their body already knew that they were about to eat wow. because so they look, heard that this bell. Is, this is something crazy that a lot of people don't. I think it's called like repetitive learning or something like that. So a called, lot of people like don't, don't realize this, and it's crazy, but our brains, our brains are wired up to give the upper hand to our emotions. Mm-hmm. Why? Because everything, everything that we experience Everything that we experience through our five senses, right? It travels through our ho- through our body, with the you know the final destination being the frontal lobe. Yep. The frontal lobe is where your logic kicks in. Facts. Your logic is when you're actually able to think. Right. But before it hits that, that the final destination, it touches that place that is called the limbic system. The limbic system is where your 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 emotions are triggered. Mm. So you feel these emotions through your body. Right, it could be whatever. It could be fear based. It could be excitement. It could be whatever. Before you could actually think, that's why they say that we react to our emotions. We're we're creatures of emotions. You know what I mean? That's a fact. You understand what I'm saying? So understanding emotions and learning how to become the watcher of your emotions instead of the instead of reacting to them. You know what I mean? It it takes you farther in life. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's man. Facts. That's that's a good. I just uh, I like that perspective because. Uh, when when you talk about like raising a kid or whatever the case is, like the saying is always like, "I want to give my kid the life I never had," mm-hmm. but that's not always the best idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, yes, give give your kid the life you never had. As I, far I think as it's like about quality, th- but like that that knowledge transfer. Look, and or, I think it's look, the opportunities, bro. Like being able to give your kids opportunities or better opportunities is what's really important. Honestly, 
honestly, like to me, one of the most important things to do with your kids, with your children, is to build their self-esteem, build their confidence, and understand that everything starts within. Mm. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The boy. minute you try, you try to teach anybody, not just a child, do this, do that, do this, do that, do that, and, and just follow these steps that I'm giving you. When that person really doesn't have what it takes, they're not that person to really follow those steps. They're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, if bro. those persons can't keep promises with themselves, they, they, they lack in, in, in discipline, they lack in, 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 in just, just, just even something small as like a small daily goal, like making their bed or going to the gym or eating correctly. You can't really expect that person to believe that they're going to be able to achieve a bigger, bigger goal when they're lacking on small goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah bro. And a lot of people, that's what, that's what they think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, is, you know, like they, they get very confused when it comes to like what success is and something that I've learned from him like yo work on yourself and that's why y'all see me I've been working on myself when it comes to my, my, my mental health my physical health and, and just trying to get that down packed and, and mastering that first be, before I do anything else he tells me and I love that about him he says yo bro I, you, think I, you think I don't look at him and ask like yo bro teach me the ways yeah, yeah. teach me the ways and he tells me all the time bro I'm an open book mm-hmm. whatever you want to know let me, I got you Whatever, I, I leave. whatever I know, you know. He tells me all the time. He said, "I got you." It's my, it's my brother, but I have that understanding. I'm, I'm aware enough that I have to unlearn things that obviously like hold me, yeah, hold me back. It don't allow me because you could have, bro. You could have the perfect instructions. You know what I'm saying? You could have the perfect instructions, but if you're not aware of yourself and who you are, yeah, and what and, and what your controls are. There's only you're only gonna be able to get so far. You still yeah. lost. You're, you're gonna be able to set that goal and, and and achieve it for one month. After that month, you're gonna be like, hold up, I got distracted. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's and that and and that's something that I've noticed from him that he says something. We we talk about it all the time. We'll be like, yo, what are we gonna challenge ourselves today or this week? I hit him up. We text. We, he takes me like, "Yo, what are we gonna do this week? Let's challenge ourselves. Let's let's not eat this, or let's do this this amount of time in, 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 on cardio. Let's 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 do a, let's do three miles every day." And to him, he's like, "Fucking cake." And to me, I'm like, "Oh shit, I gotta, damn!" But it's just it's just the, the determination and yeah. and the discipline that you know like it separates people. You know what I mean? Uh, Yo, and you, I'm and I'm not the type of friend though, like. I'm with whatever you want. If you want to fucking go fucking a week without eating carbs, I'm with you. I'm, you know, I know that shit don't work for me. Or <laughs> you're saying that you're saying that because that was one of our last challenges. Yeah. That's why. But, I said, yo, let's not eat carbs because I'm trying to get my much. abs. I love him that much that I'm there. Like he I'm, doing, I'm gonna do it with you. I asked him by the fourth day. I'm like, yo, how you feel? He's like, yo, fuck this shit. <laughs> but I'm going to do it with you. Yo, you yeah. know what I like about this, too, is like, you know how they say, like, uh, you're only as good as the people you hang around. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like shit like that. Literally, anything he wants to do, there's no debate. There's not. If you want to do that and that's what you feel passionate about, I got your back, bro. Yeah. But you see, but you see that's the. I got your back. Vulnerability. That, that's what I'm saying, though, is like. There's one like on surface level, you're only as good as the people you hang around. Or like, Definitely, bro. Or you're gonna turn out like the people you hang around. Definitely. But the next level, like some shit, like what we're seeing here, right, is on top of that is like 
also being around people you want to be around that is good for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, I can hang around people that's good for me. I don't necessarily want to be around those Look, people. Look, I'll tell you, you what. Know? I'll tell you what. You see his success? I've gotten to know him on a personal level. I don't look at his success no more. I mm-hmm. see him as a person. You know what I mean? I see the. That's the, the, hard for me to find. I see. I Nobody see looks it. at me like a person. No more. I see. No, of course, yeah. He's he's let me in as a brother. You know what I mean? And you know, you know, and I appreciate that. But I've got to see that it's not about yo do this, put money here, go talk, go take the seminar. No. I got to understand because I'm very aware. I'm intelligent. Like I, I understand that it's more, is deeper than that. Like the foundation to that, it is not just what he would just tell me. Like follow this, follow that, follow the third. No, it's deeper to that. You know. So obviously, like seeing somebody performing at that level, like you say, influence yeah. that circle, bro. Once you, you know, what I'm saying, you understand that, like. A lot of people are like, "Oh no, nah, I could hang around this person, and this person is lazy. This person, but it don't it don't affect me. I know who I am. Yes, it does. Unconsciously, it does. Yeah, unconsciously, it does. You you hang around that that that, that person that is lazy, that ain't got nothing good going on for themselves. Conversations, feelings, energy, just vision, like everything, just whatever the creativity like just certain things that just the opportunities like it just changes you know so you know ever since you know i did come around my boy there's certain things that like i know it came from seeing something that you know i never seen i've heard of but i never seen in front of me it being possible it's like all right i gotta work on me first yeah focus on that and i know the success will come yeah even though yeah. like you know what i mean like I, I, you always gotta gr- be grateful where you at in life. You know, yeah, God, man. God has been good with me. Like I, fuck yeah. Like I've been, Love you know, what I'm here. saying, like I've been, I've been, you know, God has always blessed me with my life and where I'm at. Like I'm very grateful, but it's always levels, mm-hmm. and I'm always down to grow. 100%. You know what I mean? Love here is unconditional, man. I love you, bro. Yes, love you too, sure. bro. The, I'm getting hard it's really hard for me to find. That type of love, that type of friendship, because any anytime anybody comes into my life is through is through condition. Yeah, facts. One of the dope it, things about Thiago is he's got a lot of good people in his life, though. You know what I mean? 100%. He's got like a lot of genuine people and a lot of genuine love that's reciprocated both ways from him. You know what I mean? So being around him, both of y'all know me on a personal level. Exactly, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Being around him, man, you, you'll you'll find a lot of good people around him. You know what but I mean? That, that's one thing. Like to your point, is like uh, a lot of relationships should be based off condition. You know what I mean? Like like I don't want to ask you for something unless I could provide Unconditional. you something. You know what I mean? Like like. In most transactions in life, it's like I don't want I don't want to ask you to put me on unless I could do something for you as well. Like that's that's this value trade kind of thing. It's it's very but yeah, exact. So when you find that type of transaction, right, where it's like, fam, like we just I'm here for whatever you need, like whatever, like that is uh, he he not found often. He he was here. He he. He helped me create a life here. He he knew I didn't have nobody here. He was the person I had here. Outside of women. Yo, <laughs> I would have loved. I can't forget about them. <laughs> I would have loved to see y'all single out at Rocco's. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. a problem. it's a problem. Unstoppable. It's a problem. It's a problem. It was scary. 
It was scary. That's why my girl can't touch Rocco, bro. It was scary. <laughs> it was scary. I used, to uh, tell, I used to tell this man, hey, man, listen. One thing I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you from now. Everybody knows me out here. So act right. Yeah. Bro, we were literally, we were bad, though. Like, <laughs> bro, Say we how would it is. drink. We would average, like, two bottles of Casamigos a night. Mm. Between us two. We would party, literally, you know, you know, Tuesday you know what it was? Sunday. I would come here Monday. I get here like around four or five o'clock. Sometimes we would party Monday night, but on average, we're partying Tuesday through Sunday every single night, bro. Am I lying? You're not. Every single night, we would pregame with a bottle, and then buy a bottle wherever we at. Look, this is this is how it went. At least one bottle. This is how it went, and I'm gonna be real with you. When him and I met, you see how we de- wait, 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 wait. you see how we destroyed wait. this bottle, right? Yo, but, but let me let me let, let me let me let me Yo, let me, let me fix the story. Just cause like let me, this, let me let me talk about the story how it really went. I so, want to be a part so, of this. So when we first when we first came across each other, it was just like that. My nigga, like you sure you sure we don't have the same mom type of shit? Because we love each other that much. So every time we came around each other, it was just like Bro, I'm fucking hyped. Like, like we were just our energy was high on the same level, and it was just like, bro, we, we were fucking, we were laughing for anything. It was just an amazing time. Literally. We did that for quite a while. Then we both sat down. We looked at each other, and we was like, bro, what the fuck we doing? All right, it's time. It's time. It's time to to tighten up, and it's time to to change the game. And that's when the year ended. And I said, yo, this year we're not doing that. Best. And ever since ever since we had that conversation that we sat down and we decided like all right bro like we had we had our fun yo things went completely different yeah. I lost I lost 23 pounds 25 pounds work I wake up every day 5 a.m. him too we text each other you up all right I'm up yo let's start the day let's, if you see our text messages it's literally like that Yo, let's execute. Oh, How you feeling? You feeling good? Oh, nah, I'm feeling off. Oh, talk to me. What you got? All right, we're good now. All right, let's keep going. Let's yo, push ourselves. That's special, yo, bro. Yo, and, that's special. And, and 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 you know, believe it or not, it's like we push each other. Like, yo, what's your next move? Yo, bro, do it. Do this. Do that. Yo, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. Like, we're always giving each other like that that push, and we're holding each other accountable. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, we understand a, that, a like, free zone. we understand that, like, obviously, life is about a balance. You know what I mean? I don't you can't fuck what he got going on. I'm Zach there. don't even fucking he can fucking text me break back, up with, He could be with the fuck uh, same girl. Tell me he's gonna break up with the same girl and be with her a million fucking times. Guess what? That we just blowing that spot. I don't give a fuck. You can have a new girlfriend every week. She's my sister. Every, new, every week, that I'm new done. girl is my That's sister. That's been us. I don't give. I'm on your side. That's been like, I'm, I'm Yo, your brother. We like, do no, stupid shit and it's like nigga, you should have done better, but I right, I still love you. That's what I'm gonna about. tell you. That's I'm gonna really tell you, I'm gonna tell you when you're wrong, when you're not wrong, but whatever you want, I'm on. Yeah. If you going out you 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 and you're if you're drifting just like, off just and you, like, you fucking just like, up, I'm gonna, yo, I'm gonna put just like how you putting me in he's putting me on on the spot, I'm gonna put him on the spot. Literally when we pulled up here, we're having a deep conversation. I said, nah, bro, slow down, you wrong. Take a deep breath. Strength, like, strength like he'll tell me, yo, I did this, I did that, and it's like, no, bro, maybe you should try this way. And that's what real friends are about, you know. Yeah, when they call bro. you out and tell you, like, all right, bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe you felt some type of way. You got to work on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Hey, man, it's strength in numbers, and there's there's something about having that person that can check you and respecting the person that can check you. You know what I mean? Hey, man, look, that's a uh, woo. We creeping on. Only Santi. 
Only Santi, bro. Yo, yo, my man Tone, bro. Hey, yo, yo longest episodes ever on Pocket Watch Podcast record to date. Santi's a part of it. <laughs> Always, you know what I'm saying? I think we had a two and a half hour podcast. The last time Tone go was check here. it. Wow. But I felt, I felt, I felt like Joe Rogan good. that day. Yeah, we, yeah. we got to come back. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Anytime y'all want to come through, man, it's open doors for y'all. Reoccurring, bro. Next time time we talk about... We talk about love. We talk about relationships. This is the intro. We get a little deeper into it. Hey, yo. I just got to say one thing. If you're not tuning in to Pocket uh, Pocket Watch Podcast, (laughs) what you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Come on, (laughs) If you're not tuning in to Pocket Watch Podcast, you ain't doing nothing. That's what I mean? You at home being a dick. You at home... Watch the TV, doing a bunch of nonsense, man. Beating your meat and shit. Make sure you tune in to Pocket Watch Podcast. Level up. Yes. Take this shit to the next level. Yes, sir. Listen, learn from my experience. Learn from Tiago's experience. Learn learn from from the gentleman from Pocket Watch Podcast experiences. And all love. Y'all don't even know, but y'all are new sound bites. <laughs> hey yo, this is Y'all part one. Intro. This is part one. We got a part two coming. We'll be back. Soon. We'll be back. Let's tuned, go. Baby. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in. Again, check all the shit in the descriptions. Tap in all the shit. This motherfucker's on our descriptions every time, anyways. Uh yo, Tone, thank you for coming through, hey, bro. Uh, conversation. Again, don't don't forget to like yo, I had an amazing follow. Time. Share. Right. Subscribe. Pocket watch. Hey. Out.